forgot to do. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another spartan 160 en podcast this is podcast number 99 one away from 100 and uh i'm of course your guy danny as always joined by my three cohorts as always starting off with my main man steph steph what's good bro hey i'm doing pretty good after a tough win against you'll be saying two one and today's win against pas Freire. Let's not forget they uh, in fair place, uh, only three points away from uh, Sport Lisboa Benfica. What a great feeling. Uh, our team is amazing. We'll talk more in detail about it. I'm feeling great. I can complain. 10 points away from the second place, 11 points away from the third place, and 13 points away from Sport Lisboa Benfica. I'm feeling really good, I, sh- I would say. Same here. Even though it's negative 10 outside, so is Porto. So it's all good, baby. Uh, also joined by my man, Christian. Christian, what's good, bro? Yeah, I, no complaints. No complaints like Steph. Uh, uncharted waters. Feels good. We'll get into it. But yeah, exciting day for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Last but not least, also joined by my man, Sam, from across the pond. Sam, what's good, dude? I mean, I finished work half an hour ago. It was a long day, but sporting definitely cheered me up. So with, with 10 points ahead, I'm happy. Nothing to complain about. Couldn't agree more. Let's get straight into the uh, the Twitter questions here. Um, give me one sec. Starting off with uh, our boy all the way from, I believe, Finland. Or Sweden? I, he told me, and I already forgot. I believe it's Finland, though. I think it's boy, Finland. Uh, Petri. I think it's That's Finland, awesome. yeah. Uh, uh, I awesome. think he said he had Swedish heritage or something. Uh, anyways, his, his question was, uh, for how long should we have patience for Paulinho? In my opinion, he shouldn't have been starting directly. Instead, uh, practicing to learn the team dynamics and tactics. Another game of Paulinho not starting. Um, Sam, I'll give it to you first. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you can't have a record signing not start. It's just the principle. No matter who it is, if they're the record signing, they need to play. They need to start straight away. And Paulinho hasn't scored yet, but I think he does a lot of other things well. Um, I think he just needs a bit more time. The confidence is there. That back heel uh, shot he had earlier was literally inches Ooh. off going in. It was a great save. But he just needs time. And I know, um, like I said, he's a record signing, so you can't, you can't bench him. He needs to make an instant impact. That's what they're for. You don't spend. I, I don't. I can't remember how much it was. Was it twelve million in total at the moment? I think it's thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. 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 You, you don't spend thirteen million on a player, especially if you're sporting and not not play them. But um, I mean, I I feel impressed by him. He's not got that goal, but I think he does a lot of build up things well and like holds the ball very well. He's confident and it's good to see. But um, I think he should remain starting for now. 
I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll add on. To, let me add on to this. Should we start worrying that he still doesn't have a goal? It's three games now, no goal. Uh, he's been subbed off, I think, on all three games. It's, I think, it's seven if you if you date back to his Braga. Uh, yeah. So should we start to panic? No, no, no. As long as I'm not worried. I don't worry. No, no. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of time, really. I think you should have hit the PK debate today, to be honest, but. He missed the last PK with Braga, so it was. <laughs> I just ball. wanted him. Yeah. I just wanted him to score and get it off his back. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. if he was like uh, a PK. In the well, that's also game. why I kind of wanted him to keep playing today because I thought maybe he would eventually score if he kept playing today, but he took him off. So I think it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. That back heel, he almost scored too. Was it also came from a, a back heel pass? The guy loves a back heel. I think he has at least one every game uh, so far for us. Um, next uh, question comes in from our uh, from our girl Lauren uh, at Lauren Yano on Twitter. She asks, uh, "Great win against a tough posture side, uh, Portuguese Stefan Ustaku. He's Canadian. Had a great game for them. <laughs> we need him at Sporting. Uh, thought the all around performance was very solid. Great, uh, got the job done again. Ten points clear. Sporting, Sporting, top of the league. Agreed, Lauren. Couldn't agree more. Except for the." Stefano Stocky part being Portuguese. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, next question comes in from our guy uh, Abdallah at Abdar Muti92, all the way from Jordan. Uh, he asks, no, no guests this week. Uh, do you think I should start saving money for May or COVID got uh, or or does COVID got other plans for us? Personally, that's I up think to COVID. COVID man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about what the restrictions are in Jordan. I don't think he uh, I don't think uh, COVID is gonna work out all that well for me, to be honest. Um, and then yeah, our boy Alfred Kerensky, you know, with that beautiful gif. Uh, next question that I'm gonna actually ask all of you guys, but I'll start with Steph. Um, uh, it's from our boy Sid at Swaj underscore Sidonio. Um, he asks, just hope nothing comes out of Padina against SL Benfush. Um, Steph, should we be worried? I know we talked about this last podcast too, uh, but more news keeps coming out about the, the Padina situation, of course, of us playing him. He, the fifth uh, yellow card, I guess, still has yet to be decided. Should we be worried that we're about to lose points, especially seeing that he scored today? No, of course not. Uh, the, this is all... Uh... This is, uh, and if if you are Befiquista and Portista, kind of makes sense. Not not, not literally defense. Uh, this is not on defense at all. It's more on, on their administration. Uh, so Befiquista is 13 points away from us. Porto is 10 points away from us. So why wouldn't you create this, this mess and this ugliness uh, if you're doing poorly? You want the attention to divert to sporting instead of uh, to them but all you gotta do is go is go to be the Befica official sites uh and then even some portistas uh, uh they've they've come to realize that it's not only about the referees it's a lot to do with the shitty team they have um and the the poor coaching uh and and the Sergio Conceição I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he he thought he had a great team. He actually does not, uh, and he can He can. He cannot, for some reason, motivate his team. So, Padilla, coming back to the question itself, 
uh, if you look, if you listen to the people you're supposed to listen, which are which are lawyers, which are people that know what they're talking about, everyone says there's nothing. And then it looks like that the SED, uh, Conselho Disciplina, they took a one hundred three three hundred sixty degree, and they said they admitted that yes, they should have a panel to analyze all the all the plays before they announced the the, the uh, suspensions. So they kind of saying, Sporting, we agree with you, in a nutshell. So. Um, don't I wouldn't worry a bit about it. It's all bullshit. Uh, and even if we they deducted eight points from us, we'll still be champions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so but, long as we keep on winning, so long as we keep on winning, that's true. But jokes aside, no, legally there's nothing they can they, they can fuck with us. Uh, at all. At all. Listen to the the little articles. Uh, when they say juristas, advogados, that's the, the interesting ones from uh, the different uh, newspapers, or a ball, or a jogo, or jornal uh, notícias, or, or, or uh, record. Look for those news. Don't look so much for the uh, big fucking uh, silly uh, manchettes from uh, uh, thrown in by record or bola just to please mm -hmm. the Benficistas and Portistas and distract them, basically. They're distracting them because they they having such a poor season. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, Chris or Sam, I don't know if you guys want to add on to that. No, I think Steph Steph got it, most of it. I'm not too worried. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I, I will say just you know I agree with Steph and like really it's going to be nothing to happen. But you have to remember that it's Port and Benfica. If they ask the government to do something, they'll do it. So. I mean, legally, there's nothing they can do, but I've not had faith in the justice system in Portugal for a long time, especially when it comes to football. So we shall see. I agree with Steph, and hopefully he's right. I mean, they would have to do something very, very unprecedented because, what, he's played in, like, what, three games now? Past it? Mm -hmm. Three or four? Exactly. So. Well, the what thing, they... the thing <laughs> is that they would have to change the law. Yeah, and they would have they to can. honestly, they would have to relegate sporting, you know, because that's like, remember the Gil Vicent uh, back in like whatever 2007, they used an ineligible player, and then they got relegated. Like, I, I guess, I guess there's a, like a, a non zero chance that we're relegated, right? But I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, but the thing that <laughs> what sporting did was all within the parameters of the law. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah. It so, happens in it happens in American sports all the time. It's it's normal to, to yeah. play while you're appealing. Believe me, this this is all this is all a distraction. It's a diversion. Yeah, I, they got nothing else yeah. going on for them. <laughs> because if, if if Porto and Bifica were doing great, they wouldn't even no no, yeah, exactly. no no one would give a shit. But since we're in first place, and it's been 19 years since the Sporting caused caused a lot of headaches for for those uh, those two clubs. All of a sudden, it's a fucking problem. There's no problem. Pellini is playing, and he's playing well, and uh, we'll be fine. Agreed. Agreed. Just uh, out of curiosity, so if it, there's still a possibility he might miss a game, though, right? Yes. yes. So, so, so he's, he's going to miss the game this weekend. It's been put together. The decision should be this week. So if they say, yeah, it was worthy of the fifth yellow card, 
uh, as of today. So let's say today, today is the 15th. So then he would miss the Portimonense game. Mm. And then he would he would start from square zero. Right. Uh, so so hopefully and if they give it that he doesn't have like that it wasn't worthy of a yellow, then he's back on four yellows. Yes. Yeah, I I it. just I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Do I understand that correctly? That's yes. correct. That's correct. You got it. You got it. Yep. But I don't see them taking the yellow away. That would really make it un Perfect. like I, I don't I don't think they're gonna go there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, so hopefully we'll find we'll find out this week and they'll miss the game against Portimones and not the game against Ports. <laughs> <laughs> but Portimones is Port. No, so for who finishes top three, I'll ask all of you guys. I'll start. And I'm going to go Spartan first. Viva Spartan. Uh, uh, Befica second, Porto third. Uh, Steph, how about you? Say it again, because you, you were kind of... Uh, uh, you had hiccups. I cut off? from uh, your, Yeah, your connection. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah good? you're good now. Yeah, you're good, now, good now. But I couldn't hear what you said okay. initially. So he yeah. asks the prediction for... Yes, for the prediction for top three. My top three is Spartan in first, Benfica in second, and Porto third. What are yours? Uh, uh, mine is going to be, of course, Sporting first. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, uh, Braga second and Porto third, and Benfica is out of Ooh. the top three. Ooh, how about you, Sam? Um, Sporting first, hopefully. Don't want to jinx anything. And I think it's going to be just based on current form, Porto Sporting. I don't, I don't think Braga's at that step to take second place yet. I think, I think they'll be close to the, the top three, but I don't think they're going to make it. I think it's Porto, Benfica, and Braga. Fair enough. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I, I don't. I. It'd be nice if Braga snuck into the third and then got into the playoff, and Benfica was uh, into the Europa League in fourth, but. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. So, uh, Sporting Porto Benfica. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, let's get right into the Gil Vicente game. Uh, Sporting with late last-minute drama uh, beating Gil Vicente away 2-1. Uh, to one. Let me quickly give you guys the uh, Gil Vicente lineup if my computer doesn't start freezing. Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So while you do it, I'm going to answer the question from, from Philippe Cousine at the Almeida. So if he, if Perini is shown a uh, six yellow card, basically when the decision comes and if they say uh, Perini uh, will be suspended one game, he'll be suspended one game, and then he'll be, you'll have the, um, the six yellow card which will count for the next game. If if uh, they say no, it was canceled, then he's still going to be suspended <laughs> because he has a six yellow card, and that will become the fifth yellow card. Sorry, I'm just trying to handle my shit here. It is confusing, though. All right, there it is. You guys see that, right? Yeah. All right, so 
our lineup was as followed. We had Adan and Net, we had Luis Neto, Sebastian Coach, and Fidal in the back line with Poru and Antunj on the wing back position, midfield of Mateus Nunes and João Pelinha, Nuno Santos, Pot, and Paulinho up front. Um, Christian, I'll start off with you. What were your thoughts on this game, dude? Yeah, I mean, this was probably the like most uh, like in doubt game that we've played uh, in a while. I mean, that's a that's a that's a poor way to word it. I mean, there have been several games that have certainly been in doubt, um, but we were actually behind in this one. We haven't really been behind. Um, we've been tied. We've been in close games, um, even against like Benfica and those games. Like we were never behind. Um, we were only behind in the uh, the Porto game in the Festival of the Liga when we had a miracle comeback. Basically, we did the same thing again when we had a miracle comeback in the end. Um, I guess, like, the details of this game, uh, first half was... Um, we dominated the first half of the first half, didn't score. They had their chances in the second half of the first half. It was very, very balanced, and they ended up getting their goal as a result. Um, I think it probably deserved to be tied at half 1-1, but we were behind. Um, and what he did what he had to do in the second half. He put he, – he, he, he honestly yanked Antunes and Netu out of there, and he put more offensive-minded players in. Um, and I thought that Braganza, Inacio, um, Tomas, Mario, Mateus Reyes, literally everyone that came on I thought improved um, the game. And uh, we just basically dominated them in the second half saved it saved it for very very late but it was like once we scored the first goal with like enough time left i it felt like we definitely had a good chance to win and the fact that it was kawats those are two very kawats goals he's like scored identical goals to both of the goals that he scored in the past like the 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 volley that he just slices deadly and the classic header um it's incredible, honestly, how much of a threat he is when he goes up top, like, in the last five minutes. Like, it actually works, like, a lot of the time. It's got a pretty high success rate given, like, you're just throwing a center back up top. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was truly, truly remarkable game. Uh, it was, it felt like, again, another week where our rivals are driving, dropping points before us. We know, you know, we're behind, and then we have the miracle comeback. It must be really demoralizing to be the other teams looking up at us to, to watch that game because it's like these bastards are finally going to fucking lose. Finally. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess I want to also shout out uh, Mateus Nunes' performance as well. I thought he was really good. And uh, Poru. Um and obviously Kawads. Those are my those are the guys that I thought really stood out. Fair enough, fair enough. Sam, what were your thoughts, dude? Well, Chris pretty much nailed it there. But um, if you look at the stats, it doesn't really show what the game was. I mean, it was it was a bad game for I think for the whole team. No one stood out to me. Bar Kawates on that last um, in to the starters. I mean, in the in the the, the whole game. Obviously, when Braganza and Matthews Nunes, uh, they played, they played okay. Um, especially Braganza when he came on. Uh, I look at the stats though; we only had five shots on target in a total of twenty-one total shots, and I mean that just needs to improve. But um, 
it was one of them games, like Chris said, like, I generally thought it was going to be another uh, repeat of Rio Ave. Like, we know we, we have a chance to go ahead and we fuck it up because that's what we're used to. That's what we've always done. But um, it was really good that um, I, I think I just wrote a comment. I think it was by Paul who said um, um, he didn't throw in the towel. He made changes. And I know every time I'm on here, I say the same thing. But it's like managers before would have given up. But he made the changes that made us made us win. You can argue the team selection starting eleven was a bit strange, but when he brought on the players that needed to be brought on, I know Bragan, everyone wants Braganza to have more game time, more starts. But off the bench, Braganza is someone we need when we're stuck for creativity, when we need an opportunity. I think that's when, for the moment, I'm not talking about in all time, but Braganza comes on and he creates chances. Inacio comes on, and even for a centre back, he creates chances. But um, Captain Coates, what a man. All I'm going to say to end it off is just, you know, I've I've taught my shit about Coates on here, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever. No longer. I don't care if he scores like a trillion own goals, then I'm not going to slate him ever again. <laughs> Fair enough, bro. And sooner or later, I'm going to get you to say the same thing about Tiago Kumaj, bro. I believe Never. you, kid. <laughs> Steph, what were your thoughts, dude? I mean, uh, Chris and uh, and Sam pretty much they they nailed it, but uh, you know the first half, Juventus uh, uh, played better. They could have been up by two nothing. I wouldn't have been uh, it, it wouldn't have been a shocker. Uh, but you know what? Hey, they didn't score the second goal. Uh, you know, being down one nothing was actually not bad at all, to tell the truth. And, you know, and then the second half, Sporting. Uh, they they gave it all. Um, like we say in the Portuguese idiom, uh, uh, o Rubem Mourinho pôs a carne, uh, carne toda no assador, and that's what he did. He gambled, and they paid off. He paid off, and the substitutions he made were necessary, and he put them with enough time, not at the last minute, because sometimes coaches, they, they make substitutions at the last minute, hoping the, the game will change, <coughs> not even giving the those players enough time to warm up so good call by human and the, the the win is on him uh I'll, i'm going to give it to him the mvp by the way for the jubicent game um even though of course squats was the mvp and what a phenomenal game by him after his friend uh killed himself uh and he was he was um you know full of emotions playing that game great captain uh, but, you know, uh, to wrap it up, uh, we deserve to win the game more because of the second half than the first half, because the first half was all Gilles Vicente. Uh, but the second half, uh, you know, and that's what I love about these small teams. And I'm glad Gilles Vicente lost because a game of soccer or football should be played to win all the time. You should never uh, just be satisfied with the one nil and drop the lines. And that's what Gilles Vicente did. And I'm glad they got spanked and they lost at the last minute because the game of football is a beautiful game when you play to win the game, uh, not, not, not to play so defensively. I don't like when Mourinho makes his teams play defensively. I hate that kind of game. I'm not a fan of that. I know Sporting has done that before in the past and I never liked it uh, against Real Madrid and so on. Uh, but you know, good game, good win, and we deserved it because of our of our pre perseverance and and because we never gave up and we gave it all until the last minute. 
uh, o jogo acaba só quando o árbitro apita. And uh, I was just afraid that the goal from Coates will be disallowed by the VAR. We've yeah. seen that before at Famalicão. Uh, with those two points, it's still they still stuck in my throat because now technically it should be 12, 13, and 15, uh, the, the, the difference between the, the other teams, if they didn't rob us of those two points. And I don't even want to talk about the PK uh, that they stole from us against Porto because we could have missed the PK. But those two points, they stole it from us. And we could it could be a, a bigger distance. So, you know, uh, to wrap it up, really, we deserve to win. And I'm glad we did the way we did. It's it's uh, it, it's a, a, a big sp a spanking against teams like <coughs> recent that don't play to win the game that but they they play to play an ugly game for just for that one little point. Uh, great win, without a doubt. Yeah, and and I'll just quickly add because I didn't end up watching this game, just the highlights. Um, but I, I want to add on to something I said last week with Rui. It, it's the mentality of this team that I'm loving of what Ruben Amorim uh, is instilling in us. And he said it before. He said it again on Gil Vicente. You know, we played to the final whistle. These guys know the game's 90 minutes. And uh, I think Spartan teams in the past would have uh, would have sort of given up after the 80th minute, after a few chances. You know, I remember I know Tiak Tumaj roofed it uh, like the 50, 60th minute. Paulinho had a chance in the 80th minute that didn't guy went a bit wide. Um, and I, I, I think those, uh, you know, past Spartan teams, they would put their heads down. But this one, I don't know, man. We Like like Steph said, we, we persevered. And I, when I left work and it was 1-1, I went on Instagram Live because I just – I had a feeling. I knew we would win it. I knew we would win it. Uh, and, yeah, so thank you, Spartan. Thank you, Ruben Amorim, for that. Um, Steph already said his MVP is, is Ruben Amorim. I'm going to actually agree with you. I'll give it to Ruben Amorim and Quach because Quach does deserve a lot of mention as well. Like you mentioned, uh, his friend, his brother, you know, in Trashpaj, uh, did kill himself. Uh, so, you know, definitely a tough week for Quach. So only deserving that he scored the two to, to help us win the game. Sam, Chris, what were your, what are your, who are your MVPs of the game? Uh, from, I mean, I, I think it's like one of those where it's like, obviously, Kowats is the MVP, but mm -hmm. secondary MVP, I'm going to give it to Bergansa. Came in, yeah. changed yeah. the game, changed the tempo. We looked very dynamic. He was, you know, driving the offense. I loved it. Um, so he's my, uh, you know, MVP, like, you know, little MVP in lowercase letters. Your second, <laughs> secondary. <Yeah. laughs> How about you, Sam? Uh, yeah, I agree with Chris, but I'll also add Inacio into that. I thought he played um, pretty well. Um, but no, for me, it, it can't be anyone other than Coates. And like you guys said, Amorim. But um, for me, it's, it's Coates. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, let's get into today's game. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to mention on the Gil uh, Vicente game. Uh, today's just, game, of course. Sorry, go. On that, Gil Vicente's goalkeeper was incredible until yeah. the last 10 minutes. I don't Dennis, know what man. Dennis the Menace. Incredible, but then he just turned into like Sevilla in like the last 10 minutes. But no, I, I, loved, I loved seeing Purtistas crying over the Frangu. Like, you know, Frangus don't happen on a daily basis. And like the field wasn't wet and he wasn't expecting the ball to bounce up a bit higher, you know? 
Uh, was Unlucky, man. Yeah. He, All right. Hey, you know <laughs> what? You know what I love the most? It's when they, they were given two PKs and, and they still miss one. That's why I love the most. <risos> Epá, até falei mal, até falei mal. O meu MVP, it isn't Quats, it isn't Ruben Amorim, it's Antero Henriques. Thank you for scoring those two goals, bro. And we'll get into that. Listen, uh, they, but... they were given two PKs, what else do you want? I mean, seriously? I mean, score the PKs. I mean, that was a handball. Some portista was arguing with me, saying, so it's a PK, you idiot. It's a respond amount. Maybe he doesn't know the meaning of respond amount. Respond means barely touching his hand, but he touched it. That's why yep. the, the goal was canceled. And but the, the portistas, they make up their own rules. Uh, and then they misspell basta. They mean to say bosta. The basta boys. The, the Bosta, Bosta, not Basta. You know what's Bosta, right? Right? You no. guys, no? Sam, do you know what? It, it means a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, Bosta in Portuguese means a pile of shit. But anyway, I don't, I don't sympathize with Portuguese that uh, they, when they were given two PKs and they still crying about losing the game, score the fucking PKs at least. <laughs> I mean, one PK was a PK uh, against Francisco Conceição. That was a PK. The, yeah. By the, the way, one they missed. Yeah. By the way, I, I do like the kid. I, I'm not going to say, but the kid, why do I like the kid? Because he's a, a great player and he came from our academy. Yep. Say it again, Steph. Where did he come from? From our, the Sporting <laughs> Academy. But he's a good player. He's a good player. Uh, the, the first oh, PK. The first PK was not a PK. Holy shit. No. If that's a PK, we're going to see a lot of PKs every fucking uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I even seen today, before we get into this game, I even seen today um, somebody say SCP só com penaltis. A, a protista say that. As if they're not leading the league with 11 penalties. I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's rich coming from them, you know? Uh, I mean, they just, they lost the PK shootouts to us every time. It's just... It hurts. I get it's it. It's a yeah, really girl. sensitive subject for them. Just penalty <laughs> kicks in general. I know, but, but Chris, the, the, they miss a PK, so they should be upset at who? Sergio, uh, Sergio Oliveira. You know, he's the second leading scorer in the league at this point. He's got like nine goals. I bet like seven of those are PKs. I mean, he's the only guy that's got a shot to catch Gonçalves. He, he's got to hit those PKs, man. Who, who, was, who was the referee again? I forget his name. Era o, um, I already forgot. Uh, I forget his name. Mota? Yes, Era Mota. O Mota, you know, he, he has a talio. You know, you guys do know what's a, he's a, 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 he's a butcher. So he has a talio. So because he doesn't want uh, the... A butchery. A butchery. So because they don't want the Super Dragons to damage his butchery again, because they do it all the fucking time. <laughs> So he even gave them two PKs. I'm like, leave my butchery alone, you motherfuckers. You know? And they couldn't score the second PK. And the Portistas being fucking idiots, you know, you know what FCP stands for. Fru fruta, corrupção mm. e putas. Uh, 
you know, these motherfuckers, instead of being upset as Sergio Oliveira, because he's the one who missed the PK, they upset at the fucking referee, still saying that the first goal was scored off a corner kick that didn't exist. But instead of being upset at the defense, which they did mark the, the Boavista uh, striker, you know, a, a corner kick is a corner kick. You should be upset at your fucking defense, not at the corner kick that didn't exist. You know, it, it's unbelievable, uh, these Portistas. I'm from the north of Portugal. I, I'm even ashamed to say that because I have no association to these guys. I would never be a Portista. I would be embarrassed to be a Portista because they're so corrupted. Anyway, I, 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 I respect the institution. Uh but the, the the administration, and you keep on electing Upinta Costa, which is the most corrupt president in Portugal, I have no respect for you guys. No respect whatsoever. Because you had a choice to pick another president, but you like corruption, you keep electing him because you like corruption. You you agree with corruption. I think let's pack it up. And that's it. That, that same sentiment goes to our neighbors in Lisbon as well. Oh, yes. It's just, yes. It's, not, it's not fun to pick on them when they're all so sad, you know? It's... <laughs> but at, at least they're being respectful. They're fighting the Pelinha thing. But I get that, actually. Yeah, exactly. I same. get what Bifik is doing. They they want to uh, they, they know, hey, from this point on, how should it be? I get that. I get it, actually. Because when you look yeah. into detail why Bifik is doing it, they're just saying, hey, could you explain to all of us why is how is it going to be done from this point on? So I get that. Because I think yeah. Spart Spartan would have done the same thing. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, let's get into today's game. Uh, a big 2 nothing win at home. Uh, we had a Zan and Net. Inasiu, Kwach, and Fidal uh, with Boru and Nunu Menj in the wing-back position. We had João Pelinha and João Mario in the midfield with Tiago Tomás, Paulinho, and uh, Pot up top. Um, uh, who did I, Steph? I'll start with you. What were your thoughts uh, on this game? Uh, today's game, I, I mean, uh, I was home and I, I had the time to actually uh, watch the whole game. And Pass Fred is a very good team, a very good coach. They know how to play soccer. Uh, they know how to uh, to control the midfield, but they they couldn't <coughs> they couldn't create any opportunities of goal. I think they had maybe think he had one on the on the side of the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, that was his closest one. Oh, and uh, towards the 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 uh, halftime, they had a, a good chance that uh, Adan saved. Uh, but besides that, uh, Spartan basically. Controlled, controlled the game. The PK was a PK. Uh, it, it, it's an obvious PK because shoulder against shoulder, it's not a foul, but that was a shoulder against his uh, his back. So a good call in the PK. Uh, the second goal, the second goal was onside. It was not offside. I mean, the uh, Sporting TV they replayed it several times, and you could see it was onside by one hundred and one centimeters. So uh, no question about the second goal either. The only questionable thing was, I think, two PKs, one against uh, uh, Sporting and one against Pas Ferreira that possibly were missed by the VAR. One was the Coates play, uh, which he swept to play the player when he, he tried to mm -hmm. challenge him when he took the the the, uh, the shot and that then saved it. That could have possibly been a PK. 
And then another one was uh, uh, against Pasfrede on the uh, Nun Minch play, uh, which you could see him stepping and you could see his ankle turning. And that was an obvious PK in favor of yep. Sporting. And then they were questioning two plays um, uh, with uh, the second yellow card, one against Fedal and one against uh, uh, the Pasfrede play, player, which I think it was Burechinho, something like that, a funny name. Um, Baixinho, that's it. Ruboixo. No. Ruboixo. Yeah, uh, they said he, he should have, uh, because of the, the, the criteria the referee was using for this game, Narciso, he was being too, too aggressive with yellow cards. If he kept on using the same mm -hmm. criteria throughout the whole game, then Fedal should have gotten the second yellow card and Rubo should have gotten the second yellow card. But even the commentators on Sporting TV said they shouldn't have been yellow cards regardless. But Narciso was being too aggressive with yellow cards, which he kind of stopped in the second half because he kind of sensed, if I'm going to show yellow cards all the fucking time, each team's going to end up with seven against seven or something. It's going to be a volleyball game. So he kind of uh, he did take it easy, and then uh, he, he, he let the game be. And I think the total fouls were 43 fouls, which is enormous. It's too much. Uh, let them play, for, God, for God's sake. Watch the, the Premier League, the British League, and learn something from them. Uh, you know, I mean, George Jesus, I know uh, they were making fun of him the way he did it on, on the conference. Like, oh, he stuck on the wood. You think about his game. Uh, that was funny. But I agree with George Jesus. I do. In that aspect, I agree. The Portuguese league loses a lot when we have players by by feeling a, a slight, a light, uh, you know, touch. They fell on the ground, and, and it looks like they broke two legs. And here comes the ambulance. It's 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 not helping the the, the Portuguese league, which is already in in trouble financially. And who watches the Portuguese league? I'm amazed that Sam and Chris. And, and, and Danny, you guys are still watching because you, you're from the U.S., the U.K., and, and, and you're uh, second generation. Uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's a, they're in trouble because it's not a good product like the Premier League. Uh, who watches a, a Liverpool playing against the Wolves? It's everyone. It's worldwide. But you, you're not going to see uh, people watching Sporting against Pasforeta worldwide. It's not going to happen because the quality of the of of the the show itself it's it's not good. With forty three fouls, it takes away fans from other countries and other leagues. The interest will be minimized. Uh, so the Portuguese league has a lot to lose when we have a referee like Narciso. He shouldn't be a referee at all. He should be banned from. Uh, he should be shown as this is what you should not do. You should never do this way, uh, this style of refereeing from Narciso. Bad example. Don't do it this way. He should be allowed to be shown in, in a training camp of new referees as a bad example. He's, he's, he was terrible, terrible in this game. And I'll throw Goudinho and I'll throw all, all, all the other silly uh, referees we have in the Portuguese league. You know, I don't want to take too long on this. But in Portugal's 
uh, our referees, they suck because they don't see them for the P, P, P. They stop the game too much. And it takes the, uh, the, the uh, beauty, beauty of the game because it's a contact game. A 50-50 play, sometimes, yeah, you're going to touch each other on the foot, on the leg, on the knee. But it's, it's supposed to be. If, if, if that's not the way it is, that's, let's not even play the game. Uh, so a very minus on, the, uh, on Narciso with 43 fouls, they, uh, with one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven yellow cards. No, eight yellow cards. Eight yellow cards he showed. And it could have been easily even more if somebody didn't tell him something. I think I think somebody told him like like fucking take Tom it easy. Maybe yeah. the linesman or the fourth referee said, You gotta take it easy because you're out of control. Uh you know, to wrap it up, I think the problem with the Portuguese referees, they love authority. If that's the problem with our Portuguese referees, they're not. I've seen enough Premier League games that the referees they have more intelligence and they listen more to the captains. That's why you're a captain, and they dialogue with them. Hey, just take it easy next time. Tell your ship, you know your 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 fellow shipmates. Um, I mean, uh, uh, players to take it easy. I'm talking Navy terms now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tell them to take it easy on the next play, this and that. And that's why you have you have a co coaches as well. You can talk to them, you know, and, and give such advice. So me, I'm a big fan of the Premier League. I watch their games. And I don't like any team in, in particular. I don't. I love sporting. That's it. I don't I don't have any preference in, in uh, the Premier League. Uh, but I do watch their games. Because it's it's actually awesome to watch a good soccer game from the Premier League, and I wish the Liga Nos was that way, but we're not even close to that because our referees simply suck. Yeah, exactly. And just quickly on that point, uh, there was also two yellow cards on either bench. I don't even know who it went to because they were saying something on the bench. I mean, a Sporting fans know Ruben Amorim can't speak without getting a red card either. Um, so yeah, agreed, stuff agreed. Uh, Sam, let me pass it off to you. What are your thoughts on this game as well? Seeing especially that we stopped a, a nine-game unbeaten streak from Pas Ferreira. Pas Ferreira, who, I mean, aside from us, who, I mean, we should be title contenders every year, but we're not. But aside from us, they're really the sensation of this of this, uh, of this this season. What, what were your thoughts on this game today? Well, I maintain that uh, they still play really good football. I like the way how they pass yeah. it. They they seem to keep possession very well. They did have more possession than us, but not by a lot. But um, I think they're just a fun team to watch. I've seen. I I've not really had the time to watch a lot of league and loss basketball in this year. But some of the games I've tuned into to them. I know you, your boys there, Danny, the the Canadian, the Portuguese, or whatever you want to call him. But I'll tell you what. He's a baller. Doesn't matter where he comes from. He's very good. Yeah, and facts. I mean. I wish we would have signed him when he was at when he was at Shaves. I know. I think he went to Mexico. Was that right? Yeah. Went to, yeah. Yeah. He went to Cruz yeah. Azul. Yeah. And he got and he got hurt badly. Yeah. He, he tore an ACL. Immediately yeah. tore his ACL. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Poor guy. Like he's he's a great player. Um, the coach has done well. But in terms of the actual game, I know Steph said it when he came into the the chat before we went live. But it's like I've never had the feeling in all my years of watching sporting that I've been comfortable with two 0 We've been 3-0 up. I think it was must have been about four years ago now. 
we were three nil up against was it Setu Balmy? Did we drew three three? Like th- mm. even three goals up, I was never like, oh, it's safe. We I went two up. Game and I, was like, it was, I think right. there was both. It was Gimenez and it was also Stubal. I remember Evingu <clears throat> tearing us up one game after we were I leading comfortably. That might have been in the the task of the league or the task of Portugal that we might have lost it. Setu Balmy. That's the one that sticks in my head the most. But um. It's like I've never been, never thought about it. But then we went to an up, and I was like, "Game's done." They're a good side, but we have been playing. We played so well, and that's testament to Amorim and the the Warriors we have on this this team. But um, I was working through most of the game, but I did watch it on a on a second screen. But um, I thought John Mario played well. I know we've been uh, criticizing him a lot, but in terms of just leading the team, I thought he was was great. It was a, a cool converted penalty to. Um, Adan as well, I thought he was solid. I, I'd still, I think Chris has said it before, he needs to work on his kicking sometimes. Sometimes when the ball goes back to him, I do get scared of where it's going to go. Um, but in terms of, of all, all the team in general, you said it earlier, Danny, it's a team of warriors. The morale of the team and like the, the cohesion of it is fantastic. There's, I think this is why we're so good. It's not because of individual talents. I think it's just the team in general. And I've been seeing the, the chat go past as we're speaking. How we ever like sent Polinio away instead of buying Dumbia and like using Bataglia and all these other players? Polinio was right there the whole time, and he is so good. He changed mm-hmm. his team so well, and even I saw it as well. Nuno Mendes in that the fourth or fifth minute getting that yellow card was stupid and stupid even. And I think that's just down to immaturity. He is still young. I think that will come with time that he'll learn. But um. I think just in general, every every time I play, I'm impressed with Amorim, impressed with someone new. Um, I think we're just really, like, we're, we're good. We are good. We've got great players. We've got a great team. We've got a great team spirit. We've got a great manager. And I just think we can't blow it now. Ten points ahead. If if we blow it, and I know we can because it's sporting, and we've, we've <laughs> faced so much heartbreak before, but we can't. We surely can't. But... Um, just to, to finish up, I want to uh, just comment off the fact what Steph said about George Jesus and uh, his, his, his very good acting of uh, diving. But um, I think for him, for George Jesus to be saying that, when he's managed players such as Nico Gaetan, Salvio, Servi, um, Jonas, I know I don't think he, I think he managed Jonas for, was it a season or was that after? Uh, but I think it was a season or two. A season or two, yeah. And like Cardozo, all these players that when we got got points of Benfica and scored goals because of diving, and that just that when I saw it, it actually annoyed me because. But, but what was it? What was the big difference back then? It's a good point that you bring this up. Actually, I'm what glad you brought it up. What was what was the difference back then? No, Tengo VAR. Fruta, yeah, no, Sammy, Sam got it. No VAR. The VAR is causing a lot of pe- a lot of problems for corrupt teams like Porto and Benfica. Because they can they can no longer be shady, uh, you know. I'm not saying every Portista and Benfica is shady. No, no, by all means, not at all. I, I know enough Portistas and Benfica. They are honest people, and they just want their team to win on the pitch. But the vast majority, if they can win by corruption, that's what they'll pick. They'll choose that. And it's mm-hmm. a proven fact now that since the VAR came about, it's been a lot more difficult. For shady teams to to uh, to win games, it's just the way it is. Yeah, definitely. But I agree with everything you said. Like it needs to change no matter who the team is. 
But that just, it's, it reminds me of Porto sort of complaining about referees. It's like, you had them on your payroll for so long, and yep. now you want to complain about referees. So when it suits you, so when it suits George Jesus and this excuse to use, he pulls it out and he says, oh, because there's, so, there's so much diving. It's like, but that's that's pretty much how his teams in the early 2000, uh, early 2010s were based around, were players like um, Eduardo Salvio, Gaetan, and all these players. Look, let's be real. The South Americans, he bought a lot of them. That That's what their game start was. Uh, fall to the floor and, and scream and, and get the points. But, um, I mean, it does need to change for every team. Uh, the VAR point is a, is a great point you said, Steph. But um, other than that, I think 10 points is, is massive. If you think about it in terms of games, that's three losses and a draw. So as long as... So basically, Porto and Biffy can can't drop points anymore. That's pretty much how it goes. And neither can we. We can drop, like I said, the three games we've got, but we don't want to ever give them any advantage. Because as soon as Benfica or Porto, I know what you said, Steph, that Porto's team isn't great, but as soon as they see that slip up, you know they're going to go full pelt, especially mm-hmm. Contessal, especially even Braga. Braga hate us. Braga in the games we played, I know they have their beef with Porto too, but in the games that they played, that they have tried to, to kill us. They've tried to try to give every advantage they can. But um, I think we need to just stay on course. I know we've got Portimonet's next game and the game after Porto. And these are two important games. I know Portimonet shouldn't seem tough, but we have to treat every game the same. I don't care if we play Benfica or Portimonet's or Porto. Every game needs to win. I don't care how good the team is or how, how bad they are. The bad games is usually what trips us up. But hopefully, the current form we're on, I can't see us losing. So hopefully... Um, we carry on. But what a game today. I was thoroughly impressed and I knew we were going to win. But credit to the team. Agreed. Agreed. I said that perfectly, Sam. Chris, last but not least, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it was a game where it just felt like it was like a low-key domination, right? Um, obviously, Pass had some juice, had one or two chances before the 2-0. Um but it never really – it always felt like we were in control. You know, we got our goal in the first half. The second goal, you know, there's never – there's never a bad – that's not, that's like one of the most like – I feel like that's a de- – like right before half and right after half, right after half, whatever that team talk was it's in the past locker room just immediately went out the window. Um, and, you know, it was a great goal by pulling it, by the way. It must be said. Banger. Um, and yeah, I mean, we never looked back from there. Um, yeah, it was, it was a comfortable win against a a good team. Um, and yeah, and in the, in the light or in the topic of what Sam was saying, 10 points. So that's four games, right? Um, there's 15 games left. That's three games. Well, it's, you would have to drop, we'd have to lose four games for, to get 10 points. So there's ten, there's or there's fifteen games left. So that means there's eleven, eleven more, right? Just do it eleven more times, right? And we're champions. That's all I have to worry about. But and, and it's like if you count the Porto game, the Porto Minutes game, we win both of those games. The the lead is now like potentially thirteen, right? Um, and now there's nine games left. So now it's like the math of that. It's like there's only like you maybe only have to do it like after that, like seven more games. You know, like. This could be. And on top of that, this is our only competition, <laughs> so it's not like we're we're spreading the squad thin either in like Europe or Tasso. I'm or honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm jealous of the teams. Like, it, like it For feels sure. like we could 
easily have the squad depth to compete in the European uh, knockout rounds right now. Yeah, agreed. So I, I am jealous. I like, I, like, it would be fun to play Arsenal right now. It's like, you know, I'm jealous of them. Um, but it's like, I guess, you know, might as well take advantage of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've Yeah, it's like there's 15 games left. 11 more 11 more wins and they're and they're champions it doesn't matter what anything else happens you know it's funny it's funny <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because i was thinking about that today i was actually you know calculating you know in my head oh so 10 points 12 points 13 points 11 points 13 points uh four games <laughs> so we technically just need 11 victories i was thinking that way too uh but i do agree with uh getting with guards of honor the last couple of games a guard uh, of honor at the luge that would be phenomenal uh, especially but, in the stadium luge oh uh, yeah <laughs> but i agree with Ruben and Mourinho. the most important game is Portimonense. that that's the most that's and that's the way I've been thinking too. Portimonense, if you see me on social media, I'm not. I don't say much uh, because I don't want to jinx it, like Sam said. <laughs> uh, but the most important game is Portimonense, and that's all. I, that's all I'm thinking about now. It's Saturday at three thirty, uh, our time, eight thirty, your time, Sam. It's Portimonense. Let's win against Portimonense. Let's prepare the game for against Portimonense, and that's it. And it's at home again, so. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just quickly on this Richard point, uh, running the numbers, it's always funny because I think it was even last year uh, on the podcast, I think it was Nando that said it, where Spartan Easters are always the greatest mathematicians when it comes to, oh, we got a, you know, this many points to recover first place or second place to Champions League, da da da. And now we're finally mathematicians when it comes to uh, <laughs> winning the league. So it's, it's, it's a great change of pace, at least. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot less stressful. <laughs> I mean, and um, the math, right? So the math, if they keep dropping points, the magic number for us gets smaller yes. and smaller if we keep winning, you know? So it's like they're going the other way and we're going this way. It's like it's trending It's trending to be done before 11 games, but 11 games is 11 games. I mean, could be nine, could be eight if they just keep tanking, but – just take care of our business in our games. Yeah, I think these next two, direct competition, our biggest threat to the title, and the trap game in between. Yeah, okay, exactly. And as Amurin said right after the game, um, Liverpool, European champions, Premier League champions, you know, in the last 10 games have nine points. So at the same time, I, I agree with exactly what he's saying. You know, if Liverpool can drop, can only make nine points after 10 games, you know, little old Spartan can do the same. So it's still same focus, game by game. But uh, holy shit, it feels good knowing that we're just 11 games away. Holy shit. The, the, the motivation is completely different. This team realizes that deep inside they do know that it's been 19 years that Sporting hasn't won the title. And when you look at the way Ruben and Mourinho built the team, it's, it's players that basically – were rejected by once upon a time by the big teams. Nonsense, let's be real, he came from Benfica. Mm-hmm. And he was rejected by Benfica. But Ruben and Mourinho, all the players that he, we got, Ruben and Mourinho said yes, but they he knew how much they were motivated, how much uh, how thirsty they were that to show to the world 
how good they are. Because if, if Sporting next year says, you know what, fuck it, let's just sell the team, we're going to make a lot of money. We will make a lot of money, you know? So w w with that said, I got to tell you, um, the, the motivation from our team, and like Sam said and Chris said and you too, Danny, it's we solid. We Everyone plays defense. It's not the defense playing defense. It's the whole team playing defense. And that's why we're winning games because this team understands how to play Liga Nars and understands what it takes to win the title of Liga Nars. So if we keep humble and we keep playing the, the way we're playing, I have no doubt that we'll be champions of Portugal if nobody wants merda. It's it's uh, so far so good. The VARs. The VR will never be a 100%. They're not in 100% in the Premier League or the German League. Uh, but they, they, they've uh, actually been in favor of the truth of the, the beautiful game of soccer. And uh, I love the VAR at this point in time because they have the balls to cancel PKs when it's bullshit PKs and cancel you know goals when they're offside by one centimeter. I don't give a shit. It's offside. It's offside. So I'm loving it. Because the the corruption now is not st uh, striving anymore. They it's it's non-existent, almost. Yeah, yeah. Except I, I, except for the game uh, of Port with two PKs. <laughs> Some slips through the cracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just want to quickly add on that the thing that you said in terms of everybody defending. It, it literally is. You know, I know Sam. You have a lot of hate towards Tiaktumaj, and I, I also understand the hate as well. Um, but when it comes to pressing, when it comes to even on the attack on the front foot, Tiaktumaj is always there. Tiaktumaj today made me tired, and I was just watching him from my fucking couch. Uh, there was especially, and there there's a there was a play from uh, Nunu Sanch who uh, you know even chased down the goalie, and of course he, you know the goalie got the better of him. But if the goalie fucks that up, that's that's three nothing for Sporting there. You know it's exactly what Steph said. It's not only the defense defending it's not only just the midfield it's everybody everybody full pressing and uh it's lovely to see and uh i'm a i'm a i'm a whore for a good three at the back you know so just the ruben Amorim football is just is just so enticing to me um last thing on this game i just want to ask you guys your man of the match i'm not actually sure who got the official man of the match here on uh who scored it was uh, okay so Pelinga also on who scored got it I'm going to give it also to Pelinga, but a special mention to Pedro Poru, I think, who played very well today. Um, the cross to the corner came from Pedro Poru. I believe the, the corner also came from Poru. I could be wrong there. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to give it to Pelinga. Sam, what about you, dude? I'm going to go a bit different. I'm not going to give it to one player. I'm going to give it to every player who played because I, I genuinely think Respect. that that is a team performance. I mean, everyone played well and Pelinga scored. And, but... Even like you said, Thiago Tomas, right? I the only I don't have an issue with him in general or his his work rate because it is incredible. The only problem I have is with his finishing, and that is what annoys me and his decision making at times. But he's still young. But even today, he like you said, he does not stop running and he works hard. He gets fouled all the time, and that's what we need. But today, the man of the match goes to everyone, including like the technical staff and like even our boy Emmanuel Ferro who just seems to be a ghost and pops up every now and then <laughs> give it to him as well but I, I think it was legit team performance give everyone man of the match it was fantastic fair fair how about you Christian 
Uh, I am, uh, I, yeah, it's like Berlin is the obvious choice. Um, I, uh, Porto is also a good one. No, I thought Pedro Gonçalves also, him and Paulinho were kind of linking up well. They're kind of getting there. It feels like they're close or getting closer at least. Uh, I'm going to give it to Adan though. Uh, I feel like that's. It's like that the, save that one nothing was huge. Yeah, that's the biggest save he's had in like three months. So um, I'm going to give it to Adan. He's. He, he's there's they're talking in the Spanish papers about him getting called to the Spanish national team at 33, revived his career, baby. Adan, yeah, it's uh, I'm happy for him. <laughs> same, same, especially because there was a lot of critics when he came, myself included, uh, who thought you know we should we should stick with our young guy Luis Max instead. But oh, I never doubted uh, the boy. Adan's been Adan, <laughs> you never doubted him. <laughs> No, I, I said, I said, remember, everyone was hating on me because I said Max is not good enough <laughs> to, to be our, our uh, number one. And everyone was, oh, and I was like, Adan is a good signing with experience. I think me and Steph were the ones who said it. He's got the experience of like being back up to like All Black, and I think he was back up to Casillas at one point. Mm-hmm. He's just got the experience. And like, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but I didn't doubt him. So I hold my hands up. I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, how about you, Steph? Uh, yeah, I agree with Sam. It's the whole team. Uh, the MVP, it's uh, Sporting Club Portugal, the team, the coaching staff. I, I can't, I cannot just give it to one player. Uh, and then at one point when Casillas was being uh, kind of kicked out of Real Madrid, he was actually starting uh, for Real Madrid. Uh, it was around that time. Uh, and then he went to Atletico Madrid and he was a backup for Black. So I knew Adan was a goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper, because I saw him play enough times for Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. And um, he's good, really good with his feet, his composure, his demeanor, the confidence he gives to the defense. So it was a, a nice addition to, to Sporting, not putting Max down at all. But Max, you could see at times he, he would kind of freak out with certain plays, and he, he would get our defense a little bit anxious. Uh, so the, the the experience he brings and the the the, uh, the 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 confidence he brings brings to the team it's enormous and you could see it. Uh, him, um, Kuat, Fidal, and let's not forget that Aden didn't know Kuat, Aden didn't know Fidal, Aden didn't know Inacio uh, or Neto, and they they have a great, great chemistry and communication. And that's key to have a successful, a great defense. And it shows uh, we only suffered 10 goals so far yeah. with the best defense in Portugal. And it has a lot to do with the confidence and communication. If you have those two together, confidence, communication, chemistry between the goalie and the defense, uh, most likely you'll have a shot of winning the championship. Yeah. And to steal from uh, our fellow lion, uh, Tom Kundert, uh, I think all of us English-speaking, Portuguese-based, on Twitter at least, know of him, obviously, Portugal. To steal from his words, to go on to yours and Sam's point, Steph, uh, and and Christian's, um, he he says solid solid rather than spectacular tonight by the Lions, which is exactly that. We were solid. We weren't spectacular, but it was – it was a perfect team performance, and uh, that's exactly what we needed to respond after two draws from our from our rivals. Again, not dropping points. 
when our rivals drop points, which is huge because we typically do. Yes, that's the difference. I'm glad that you brought it up, and I won't take too long. Ed, in the past, and, and Sam was correct when he said what he said a little while ago, we wouldn't take advantage of the slip-ups from Porto and Benfica. And the big difference this year, we did. We are, we are actually. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Exceptions for the family count game, but that that goal was <laughs> stolen from us. I, I keep on going I'll back. I'll into it. Count. Because the Porto game... I'll accept it because, you know, the way we played and Porto played, the tie was actually a good fit for that game, even though the PK should have been called. But, you know, without – and one other thing. I heard Estacio speaking, and he speaks Portuguese real well. He he grew up in Portugal. I believe he's from. Uh, he was born in Lemington, Ontario. Shout out to Lemington, Ontario. I don't even know where the fuck that is. It's in uh, Canada. He was born there, and I think I like six. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, it's in my province. I just don't I know. know. I think it's like towards like the Mani like where Manitoba is. Uh, anyways, um, he moved. He moved to Portugal at like six, seven years old. So obviously, his Portuguese is, is, is spectacular. His English is pretty shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. But but in my eyes, he plays for Team Canada. Uh, I currently, after the twenty, listen, Portugal gave me everything they could at twenty sixteen. So thank you, Portugal. I love you. You're my number two national team squad. Canada's just way too too promising right now. So I gotta fuck with Canada. And to my eyes, Stocky's Canadian. So, <laughs> but his Portuguese, yeah, he grew up in Portugal. <laughs> and I hope he's a I hope he's a lion soon. Um, moving on to our next point, um, sort of hinted at it earlier. We have to talk about it. Uh, and, and Christian, I'll start off with you because I have yet to start off with you today. Um, it's about, um, it's, it's family ties. It's about, uh, Ruben Amuring's, uh, father-in-law, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Antero Enrique. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot has come out on the news that he's, he, he, uh, helped us, uh, not only get, uh, Ruben Amuring, but he almost helped us get Teremi. Uh, you actually pulled up a, a tweet that I believe you did earlier in the summer in August that we were trying to steal Teremi and double his wages. Um, of course, Antero Enrique is very... He has a, a very negative past, if you will. Uh, you know, in the in the golden years with uh, the golden whistle of Porto, he was brother actually in PS. Brother-in-law, yes. Brother, Father, brother. Brother-in-law, brother. sorry, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. Uh, oh, brother-in-law, that's interesting. Um, anyways, yeah, he was also in PSG. I found out he was in PSG for the, the same year that they bought Neymar and Mbappe and escaped financial fair play. I don't know if they have anything to do with each other, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts on on everything that's been coming out with Antero Enrique? And obviously, a better recap because I'm I'm still not exactly sure of of what this whole polemica is with him helping out. I, I'm not so sure that it like the polemica. I think the polemica is more so that like a, a Pito Dorado era Porto admin is now trying to help Sporting. Like, I think that that is the story in itself. Um, but that didn't happen. I, I mean, we don't actually, we don't, it, there's really been no evidence to or for the contrary. No, it's, I'm kidding. Portisha say it never happened. It never oh, happened. Oh, I thought you were talking no, about it. No, Pito Dorado never happened. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. It yeah. didn't happen. Uh, yeah, he was the he-, he was the head of the Portisad during when that time when that didn't happen. Um, 
so yeah, we. I mean, so I guess the transfers that are like in in question here are the Ruben Amorim, uh, Noon Sants, Paulinho. Is there any other ones? Pot, Not I that I know. Pot. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Pot. Um, yeah. I mean. I'm not. I'm so so. Here here's the here's the like the, the most sensationalist version of the story. It's like he's he's using sport thing to prove to Porto that he's gonna get sporting to the top so that he can ride in back to Porto on the white horse as the hero. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if we get to be champions, so that he can be the president of Porto, that deal, you know. But I don't really get how him. You know, maybe pulling some strings and some transfers, and then getting like 300k cut. I don't really know how that proves that he saves Sporting. Um, he's just one of the many, many people, agents, a lot of them agents, just guys behind the scenes who are just taking their cut on these transfers and getting their hands in there. Um, I was talking to uh, you guys probably know him on from Twitter, Siberian Weinvern, goat of shit like this. Um, sporting's like the, 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 the fees that they pay on transfers since the Vedanda's era, th those fees have gone up a lot and it's not always clear where all the money is going. So if some of the money was going to this guy because he's got some connections or whatever, would it shock me? No, it wouldn't shock me at all because that's like, that's the kind of business we do here now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, that's the way it is. If yeah, you want to exactly. get, if you want to get some players, some good players, that's the way it is. So yeah, I, it's it, it's not it's not that crazy, honestly. It's not that crazy. Even the more even the worst version of it isn't that crazy. It seems like pretty standard to me. Do I think it's it's gross that these guys do this? Yeah, I think it's gross. But like, it happens on like every transfer. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it, at least. Unless some more. Stories come out, but based on the information presented right now, that's what I think. Steph, how about you? Because even when I was asking about it in our little group chat, you, you I, I, and I'll quote you, you said, Uenteru is very, 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 very corrupt. So what are your thoughts with him dealing with Spartan right now? Okay, so... Potentially or allegedly. I don't know what course. the word, word is. So back in the 80s and the 90s, we didn't have the VAR. Everything was done behind closed doors, behind the sceneries, uh, everything, you could, you could actually talk to Goudinho or Mota and, and, and bribe them, and no one would find out. In the era we live in today, it's very difficult because everyone has a cell phone. So everyone is uh, tapping on somebody's cell phone. You have technology, social media. So it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to make corruption deals one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. You have to use a third person. And even back in the days, he still did. So, so now it, it's, it's all about, uh, it, let's say you and I, we want to corrupt Sam. He's the next referee for the Sporting Portimonese game. We'll have to find a very creative way to reach out to him to say, hey, if you make this game go our way, we'll pay you 3,000 euros. Uh, back in the days, it was a lot easier. In, in, in today's day and age, I 
cannot be directly talking to Sam. It's going to have to be little Jimmy. I don't even know who the fuck he is because you, uh, 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 Danny, will be the one setting up the whole thing. And that's, and, and, and that's why it becomes funny. And Enrique Antero was good with that shit back in the days with now it's a lot more difficult, but he built his reputation, and um, and at uh, Paris Saint Germain, he did an okay job. So he has a lot of connections. Uh, now, what he's doing for Sporting, he's not only doing for Sporting. It's called his job. So he needs to make money to provide for his family. <laughs> That's his job. So if he's able to get Sporting some players. He's getting players for Paris Saint-Germain and other teams as well. It's not only Sporting, but the 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 thing that Chris brought up and it was a good point and it made me laugh because I I saw it on the news too and all over the Portuguese papers. It's actually Portuguese they eating up this shit. They really think that he's doing this to put Porto in the fourth place, like he said it on on some newspapers, so you can be doing Fonsi Ricks in the white horse. <laughs> And can say Porto. And they're eating up this shit. The Sportistas, they must have the intelligence of a little, a little baby donkey. They actually believe in this. They're actually believing all this. And they they think this guy wants to be the president of Porto. When, when we all know that they say... Honestly, what, 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 what Alf Karen, uh, uh, Rishav said in the chat, that this is like... That this is like a hit to you know, like because it's like to smear his name if you run Supporto. It's like, oh, this is the guy that was helping supporting. In theory, that's like a hit on him. It's like yeah. if the Porto fans are eating it up, it's like whoever whoever made this hit, it's like failing, you know. Yeah, big time because they say until he dies, he's still gonna be reelected because he won 20 some titles via corruption. I will emphasize that via corruption. So they will they will vote him. Him again and again and again and again. There's no way that no that uh, will win the elections. But to me, in a nutshell, to wrap it up, so Sam can be next and give his two cents. He didn't do anything wrong. What he did is called a business, and uh, he helped Sporting this time. Like other agents help Sporting, he's not the only one helping Sporting. Like other agents help Ifica. Like other agents get help Porto, Guimarães, Braga, Portimonense, Feirense, and so on and so on and so on. That's, ca that's called doing his job. And nothing was done via corruption. It, it was big news because he came from Rui Pinto. And Rui Pinto now is the sensation of the Portuguese news. A a anything he says, it comes from, uh, from the Bible, it, it looks like. It looks like. Everything he says is the truth. And sometimes he, you know, he's to be fair, it usually is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes and no. In, in this aspect, he just threw some shit against the wall to see if it if, if it did stick, and it, it kind of did, you know, in a sense. But what he said was nothing wrong. What is yeah, he doing yeah. wrong? What is he doing wrong? Because he's helping. No, no, he's not. He's not doing anything wrong. It just it's like an eyebrow. It's like. These are the guys you're choosing to hang out with. It's just like an eyebrow razor. That's really about it. I mean, let, let me let me ask you something. Let's say I'm your uncle, okay? There's and that have, aspect of it too. It's like the it's like just helping his family type. Exactly. Like, and I own a very successful business. Yeah. And Sam calls yeah. me and say, "Hey, Uncle Steph, 
could you hook me up with a job? Okay, Sam, I'm going to hook you up with a job. <laughs> but you're going to have to stop smoking weed and shit. You know? <laughs> That's more towards Danny. Uh, but, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, you got it. But I'm going to help you. Like I've had, I helped my nephews when if they need help with some advice, they call me. Hey, do you? What do you think I should do? That's what he's doing. He's he's both married sisters, by the way. So Ruben and Murin, he married, married his sister. No, and he married Ruben and Murin's sister. No, no, both oh. the, both are sisters, and they met. They married the two sisters. So their wives are sisters. Yes, the wives are sisters. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got the it. wife are sisters. I meant their sisters married each other. I was like, oh, <laughs> really? Anyway, let's move on from that. That's not a conversation for today. Uh, oh, yeah, they're making fun of me, Uncle Steph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, let me put up another one. Aha, Uncle Steph. <laughs> but, you know, jokes aside, I mean... There's nothing abnormal with that helping your family member. What the fuck? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's it, they need something, you know. So this is what exactly. they can't help with. Exactly. When when you're down 13 points and 10 points, uh, one is uh, uh, petitioning for Pelinia to see what's going on, and the other <laughs> one is saying that until he's helping us, there's corruption when he's <laughs> a family member. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's called your PKs, but for for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, if if. They're saying that Antero is corrupt and he's helping us, but no like real evidence in terms of corruption. Is that not Portistas admitting that they were once corrupt? Well, yeah. if, if being yeah. associated with him is corruption by default, then yeah, he worked there so, for fifteen fucking years in the <laughs> pinnacle of their of their yeah. success. So, yeah. hey, listen, listen. Not, not too know. long ago on Twitter, I was, uh, you know, uh, sometimes Patrick Cook. Kutu, and I know Danny saw it. He, he plays about he, he plays around and stuff. When uh, when that player uh, do he join a team with the Sporting? No, a, a team in Brazil has the same symbol as Sporting. Only it's in blue, yeah. Yeah, and then he said, "Oh, it's going to take them twenty years." And then I said, "Well, not really. Uh, t uh, just tell them to call you guys, and uh, <laughs> you guys will give them some tips, like in the eighties and nineties in the Pitorado." And he and he answered back, "Fuck yeah, why not?" He kind of admitted that corruption exists in in this club, and I, I didn't I didn't even answer back because I'm like, okay, he kind of admitted, he admitted that his team is corrupted on Twitter. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I'm satisfied. He kind of admitted, but Portis is when you push the buttons. Uh, Towards the end of any argument, they'll say, O que interessa ganhar, mesmo que seja corrupção. And that's when they fall on their face because they're admitting it that they actually won by a corruption, which they did. Go, go to fucking YouTube. You, you, have, you just have to go, uh, uh, Google Pinta Costa, a Pitorado. You have a library dedicated to football coup port corruption. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like season one, season two, season three. <laughs> Let me see, eighties, nineties. It's like twenty seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to my boy Patrick. I, he's like a brother to me. I grew up with him. He also he says that because Il também já está farto vir essa merda. Me. I know. I know. But listen. Mas ele está farto vir essa merda. That's it. I get it. But when when you say that Sporting is winning because of the help of the referees, what the fuck do you expect? We're gonna bring it back. 
So don't say mm-hmm. that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell me, oh, Sporting is winning because he's getting the calls from referees. I'm going to go back to Pitorado. I'm going to go back to emails he to pay that. The fuck? Don't say that then. If you don't it's bring meme, it up. It's, it's that meme going around on Twitter, the, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh card with the Pitorado. It's, it's <laughs> literally just that. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't I bring... created that, by the way. Just saying. Oh, you did? Oh, good people, don't, people don't give you your credit, bro. <laughs> you, man. Listen, if you don't bring it up that Sporting is being half by corruption... Uh, and the, and, the, and the, then I, I won't bring up a Pitorali uh, emails, e to pay and all that stuff, and vouchers and all that stuff. I won't bring it up. And don't talk to me about cash ball, and then I find out that you don't even pay attention to modalidades, because that's most of the portuguese in the Benfica. Fala no cash ball, e quem foi o campeão? Quando é que foi o Benfica campeão ou quem patins? I don't know. The fuck? You don't even follow them. So why would you be concerned about that? Exactly. Yeah. Facts. And we were already proven in a, a long time ago. Uh, but anyway, Sam, uh, if you have any fleeting thoughts also on this Sintero and Vic situation. I just have a, a tiny bit to say, and this is literally just from about 20 minutes of research I did um, this morning. So, this guy who's so corrupt, oh, it's helped sporting corrupt, guess who played a very, very big part of signing Daniela Pereira from Porto to PSG this season? Oh, it was him. Did you guys hear any word of that? No. He was also in talks in last January and June as Man United Sporting Director. He was given a task, as I'm scrolling down, on the 11th of June, apparently, to sign uh, Tolisso from Bayern Munich to Man United. Is that mentioned? No. Why is it mentioned? Because Sporting are first. If Sporting were in fourth or fifth with Paulinho and, and Pot and these guys absolutely flopping, do we hear any of it? No, of course not. Sporting are winning, Sporting are doing well. They need to think of anything to bring us down. And it is true. You can call me deluded, biased, whatever. Give me a reason. There's nothing illegal. Is it a bit... uh, Okay, fine. But he's done it with Porto, PSG, Man United. And he doesn't work for any of those clubs at all. I know he used to work for PSG, but he, I think he left in 2019 or 2018. So you can't bring all of this to Sporting where he does it for literally... The two big, two of the biggest teams in the world, Man United and PSG, especially the Danilo Pereira one, which you can search that by the way. I'm not making that. Up. Search it on Google. You'll find the first article was. It's like how how part. could he not be? How could he have not been involved? It's like he was. He just worked there. Like this is his club. A big deal goes down. These guys not just even get their hands. Deal. They it's see opportunities. And it was a loan for a player. Like, I'm not going to lie. Danilo Pereira is a fantastic player. Portuguese international when he was an integral part of Porto's success uh, for the last five years. He was a rock in their midfield. Does no one find it a little shady? He went on loan. Porto's best player on loan. Uh, was He He was yeah. their captain as well, I think, or Vice or, or something. Mm. Went on loan for pretty much mm-hmm. nothing to PSG. That's not shady to anyone. But no, because it's not sporting, it's not shady. But um, like I said, these guys can talk, but... In, in the midst of all of this, we just beat uh, Pancho 2-0. So it, it's not affecting the team. It's not affecting morale. You know, if, if they're going to find, I don't know, the cleaner used to be a Benfica fan, they're going to make <coughs> a story out of it. Who gives a, like, who gives a fuck, really? It, just let us play. Let us play. Let us do our thing. There's there's no corruption. I mean, it's, it's just how it is. But just just let us play, man. Yeah, that that's all it is, Sam. You got it. You, need it. you hit it on the, the head of the nail. There's no corruption. It's just the guy is making some money. 
So what? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Ooh, Vienna called them and said, hey, can you hook me up with this, with that? They do it all the time. How, how the fuck was the deal? Uh, did we strike the deal with uh, Paulinho? He had to call Salvador or his counterpart at, at uh, Braga. It's the same deal that goes on. So it's, it's, it's George Mendes for Benfica. Yeah. Selling, selling Joel Felix for 120 million euros. And of course, he gets a bit of that. Is that okay, mentioned? Rochelle. No. Yeah, okay, Rochelle. Uh, you know the thing. The thing is, they need to make noise because they ha they having a very very poor season, and the saving grace for Porto Benfica is gonna be you know what, Tassel Portugal. Yeah, that's it. Tassel, and that's if they win that. Well, they'll play each other in the final yeah. probably. I mean, Benfica, mm -hmm. Benfica, Benfica got the final. Is is gonna Benfica is gonna get the final. I mean, they won in yeah, this yeah, yeah. 3 1. So, 3 1, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless they play against Braga in the final, then they lose. <laughs> you have to look at Benfica in the Europa League as well. They've, they've still got a strong team. And I mean, Arsenal were no, obviously, no slouch. They've been in good form. But are, are Benfica that much worse? But And Benfica in European competition, especially under George Jesus, they've gone far, especially in Europa League. You remember. I mean, we all joke about losing to the final against Chelsea, but they got there and they, they played well that whole competition. I mean, George Jesus, is that's his specialty. He did with well the for us The Europe. problem with Benfica, Derek Keeley, is, is uh, the defense. The 100%. defense is, is, is... You know who said that? Remember who said that? It was one of your guests. Who said that? Our, our boy Con. Yes, Con Murphy. He said it. Benfica... Will finish third or fourth. He said they've they... just signed a new centre back though from from Santos. Veriz Veriz Veriz. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so he he could fix their issues. You never know. It it could he could. But they've they've also bought a, a Verissimo for a few years now, and uh, I mean they fixed <laughs> he's fixed a lot of issues. If, if you know what Verissimo I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, u, u, u Ferrari Vermel. <laughs> You already know. <laughs> yeah, facts. Don't sleep on Grimaldo, which is funny. Just mentioned here by Garrick. They they love to mention how Grimaldo's the best left back in the league. He's fucking. He's been horrible for at least two seasons now. And I <laughs> he's can't like believe the, it. He's like the fifth best left back in the league, maybe right now. Exactly. I also can't believe quickly. I can't believe how much they miss Andre Almeida. Yeah, that and is that's... crazy. Andre that's... Almeida. Yeah, Andre. But listen. Uh, Andre, <coughs> I'm not bifiquista, but it's obvious. Andre Almeida and Ruben Diaz, they were the leaders of that locker room. Yeah. Ruben and, Diaz is a huge boss. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Andre Almeida, it's what you call, it's the definition of being a bifiquista. Uh, and he brought a lot of raça in that team. And, and Bifica without those two guys, they don't have a leader. And if you look at Porto, they don't have a leader either. The leader for Football Club Porto, the one who's the crazy glue, is Sergio Conceição. Once, once, once he leaves, Porto's going to be in trouble because they don't have a leader in the locker room. You look at the uh, at the team itself; they don't have. We do. We have actually have a. We have Neto, great leader. We have Quad, great leader. Aden, great leader. You know. Uh, when I say leader, someone that imposes respect. If Kuat says, "Hey, shut the fuck up," we're gonna we're gonna start practice. You'll see Tete, 
a Bragança, a Quaresma and Inácio, they will shut the fuck up and follow their lead. But Porto doesn't have that. It's a bunch. Somebody said on Twitter, Benfica doesn't have a great team. They have a, a bunch of great players. I agree. And let let it sink in, and it makes I sense. Agree. Jorge Jesus, the biggest mistake he ever did was leave Flamengo. He was in paradise, winning titles. Treated him like a god there. Yeah, mm -hmm. he should have stayed. He should have stayed. And Befica, the biggest part, the, you know, I don't want to talk about them, but the biggest um, mistake they made was letting uh, Lage go. Yeah, yeah. I think well, even with Porto, they have Pep, who's a great leader, but they don't have Danilo anymore. They don't have oh Paul Ta Paul Tassas here. They don't have Telge anymore. Sergio Oliveira isn't enough. He doesn't lead by example, at least on the pitch. I mean, he misses penalties, he gets the post. A lot of these uh, players from Porto, they gone in June because they didn't renew in January. Like that too. and that's yeah. been a and that's been a Porto problem for the last two three seasons too. Yeah, they've yeah. let a lot of players go on a free. Yeah. Because they ask important players, they asking for a lot of money. So, mm -hmm. and Porto doesn't have it. They broke. They they keep on sp talking about sporting finances. Benfica, they they actually fucking broke as well. They still talking about going back to the Furmasão for next year, and they want to lay off X amount of employees. If they don't get in the Champions League next year, they are really gonna be fucked. Yeah, they especially a hundred million. They're in the hole right now, and they would go even more in the hole. A hundred millions is what we know. Yeah, that's what that's what the the media knows. It's a lot the, more, I, and I don't think that I don't think that I don't think that takes in I don't think that takes in um what they paid for George Zouge or what they're paying George Zouge. That only takes in players. It was a waste of fucking money, George Zouge. They they were better off with Bruno Lage. As personally, when he left, I was relieved. I'm like, oh, I'm glad he's gone because. He was actually, he had a vision. You could see how much potential the uh, the uh, Befica Academy had. The Befica Academy went back to back to the fucking final of the youth league. And and then they, they, they stopped betting on, which is good. Don't get me wrong. Because now they're leaving like flies. Uh, one player just left because he didn't want to be new. Uh, I forget his name. He signed for it, uh, a team from Hungary with the green shirt. Uh, it was on Twitter. Um uh, oh, the striker, the, the young Gomes. striker. Gomes, yeah. man. Gomes. Jose Gomes, I think. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. And he said no. He was on a live a podcast on Instagram or his Instagram live saying, Eu não quero com Benfica. And he left. Benfica saw them today. They let him go. It's just to see that Jorge Jesus, and I'll give that credit to uh, to, to Bruno. My, uh, well, we used to be good friends. Now we... Barely talk. But Bruno, the portista, he, he, he said that Jorge Jesus, he will destroy Benfica because he doesn't bet on, on the youth. He wants all known players, already made players. And look at the team now. They got great players, but everyone forgot they're going down the hill. It's players that used to be good. And our league is more competitive than the Turkish league and the Greek league. We're not in a in, in a in the same level as the MLS, Turkey league, Turkish league, uh, because those leagues it's more when you go for retirement. Our league is still very competitive. We're still in the top five leagues of Europe. So, Befica, the strategy 
sucked, and I'm glad because now they're in trouble financially, and I don't see them being champions for a few years. I think mm -hmm. I think Zuzu is at the end of this summer. If he doesn't get even the third place, I think he's going to be fired. I, I agree. Hope I, I hope not. I said the, I said this on my Twitter, and I, I stick by it. I mean, Rui Vitoria and Bruno Lage are sacked for a lot less. Um, I mean, Bruno Lage was in second, and he got sacked. You know, like yeah. a point or two away from the title still, and he got sacked. So, yeah. um, and, and and like you mentioned in the Formação, I mean, we've seen it here. I think the most Jarzuz has ever used in the Formação was at Sporting. And that's only because Adrian, William Carvalho, Jelson, uh, Ruben Smedu, etc., were already top players. Yeah. Because if you notice, after you know he came, that's when we started buying Brian Ruiz, uh, Teo Gutierrez, uh, Brun Cesar, um, you so know Bas Dost, etc., etc. And mind you, okay, a few of them were good, good players for us. I'm not saying there weren't, but you know, uh, a lot of them were were if not 30, about to hit 30. Uh, most of them don't play in the teams now. Of course, William and all and all them also don't play for us, but that's a different situation that happened. But he never really looked to the Furmasound to really help us out. Maybe only with Daniel Podins is the only one I can really remember him I think you know, picking up from Jolson the academy. Too. I think he was the one who gave Jelson the big break, I, I, I believe. Maybe. I, I think Mark Silva also... Maybe he gave him his bigger break and he played him more. I think Mark Silva might have played him, though. I could be wrong, though. But yes, but nonetheless... Right. Pavins, Jelson Martins, he only really used the academy here because at his first stint at Benfica, I mean, he played Bernard Silva at left back when, I mean, okay, maybe he couldn't step ahead of Nico Gaetan for like the starting 11, but Bernard Silva can easily make the bench. He's not a left back by any means of the imagination, right? Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I hope he long live Jarzuj for this. Oh man, um, you, gotta, you gotta go to Facebook and uh, you you, ha you must follow JJ Beyonce B O C E. <laughs> oh man, that guy is—he puts some good stuff, man. You gotta follow the guy. I'm always cracking up every day. Uh, you know, I pick the best time of the day in the morning when I wake up and I and I go to the bathroom and then I'm. JJ Boss is is sick too. Um, last thing I'm just going to quickly mention, I'm not going to ask you guys' opinion because it does come from the sun. Just Tiak Tumaj is being linked to a move to Arsenal. We'll see what happens then. Uh, but until Joelson, that, until Joelson, any... Joelson was the Joelson was on the next jet to London, uh, from the sun as well. Remember over the summer, Joelson, a done deal, agents finalizing agreement. He'll, he'll fly to London tomorrow. It's, Fuck, fuck you, the sun. Just one for, uh, <laughs> for our viewers who aren't sure. If anything comes from the sun or the Daily Mail, false. Liverpool in for pot 70 million. That was Daily Mail. That was like two weeks yeah. ago. So that's definitely but, also legit. And I think, I think two, not only two, maybe it was two weeks ago as well, or three weeks ago, it was Pot was going to also join uh, Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United. And it was, you know, <laughs> Manchester United's next number 10, blah, blah, blah. So it's just rumors. Um, so yeah, uh, Steph, I'll pass it off to you, dude. Our world of modalidades. I'm wearing the futsal shirt today. Uh, what's up? What happened this weekend, bro? Okay, Paul, Paul Costa said Insonia de Carvão is good too, apparently. Uh, with uh, with videos and fun stuff and ball masculine. So the sport, sporting one against uh, uh, FC Gaia 29 18. 
and everybody knows by now we lost uh, Frankie's Carol. Um, so he no longer plays for Sporting after 10 years. So it's it was sad, but I understand. We all understand. He gave us 10 good years to uh, champion for, for Sporting twice. Uh, won the uh, uh, the uh, competition with us once. Uh, and he won the Tassa Portugal three times. Uh, so thank you to him. He went to play in, um, in Qatar. Um, it was a lot of money. He couldn't say no, and he's not getting getting any younger. So we'll miss we'll miss him dearly. Uh, in the track and field, we we basically won a bunch of medals. A total of uh, eight of our athletes became champions. Uh, so good good day. Uh, basketball, we finally won against Academic Coimbra, eighty two forty seven. I mean, about time. Academic Queen, but it's basically needed a win. They needed the basketball team needed a fucking win. They need a fucking win. And if you didn't win against <laughs> Academic Queen, but which they have uh, like an amateur team, we would never win against anybody else. Uh, futsal, uh, we won 10 1 against St. Juanes and we won uh, 9 nothing against Esmeis. The bad news is we lost Cardinal. He got a, a really, really bad injury on his knee. I think it was his uh, ACL. So he's done for the season. So that's bad news, uh, especially when we're about to play the European competition uh, in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, the ladies, uh, we won uh, six one against uh, Vinda Luisa. So good job by the ladies. Um, and uh, ladies, uh, volley skates. Sporting won three nothing away, three two away against Academic Coimbra. Good game, so we're still in the title race. In uh, swimming, we won a bunch of medals. So congrats to our swimming team uh, for both the ladies and guys. Volleyball, we lost against uh, Bifica three two at the Pavilion de Luz. It was a great game. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but in in volleyball. Uh, when you go, when you tie the game 2-2 and you go to the fifth game, which we call a, a negra, uh, at that point we get a point. So instead of, Bifique got two points and we got one point because we made them go to the fifth game. So that was good because the, the, the thing is we want to finish in second place uh, so we don't get uh, tough teams like uh, uh, Sporting Spinho, Ifons Bastards. Uh, so even though we lost, that was in point to get that one point. Uh, then the following day, we won 3 nothing against Castel de Maia. Uh, Fumnins, uh, the ladies won 3-1 against Athletic uh, VC. Uh, and uh, we won 3-2. We lost 3-2 against Leixões, and we won 3 nothing against Vintaria SC. And that's all I got for modalidades. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, last but not least, let's go on to Saturday's game. As mentioned, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time, uh, 8.30 GMT time for Sam and all my other Tugas out there uh, and everybody else from the UK, etc. We play uh, Portimonense at home again uh, because we did go two away. Now we're two at home. Um, Portimonense, who are currently uh, in last or in second last, I believe. Uh, let me – oh, no, they actually rose up the table. They're actually in 11th, 19th. 19 points. They actually beat Gilles Vicente 4-1 uh, this weekend or yesterday. They Their last game uh, prior to that was a 0-0 tie to Pasha Ferreira. 
they lost only 2-1 to Portuminense. They lost 2-1 to Boa Vista. Tied 2-2 to Mureirense. That was their last five games. A decent team. Um, you know, uh, always a tough match against Portuminense. Um, I- I'll start. I-, 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 you know, I don't really see a reason to not be confident uh, after everything we're going through. My dog, I don't know if you guys heard that whining. He might feel a little the other way. Uh, I'm going to currently, I think we're going to win 3-1. What about you, Steph? Uh, I think we, we're going to win 2 nothing. Agreed. How about you, Christian? Paulinho goal for sure happening. 3 nothing win. Comfortable Tabatha revenge game. is going to come in and, and have another banger like he did that one time. Book it. Uh, let me let me put my money on Paulinho's point right now, guys. <laughs> How about you, Sam? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a tough game. I think they, for where they are on the table, I don't think it suits them. They they press very well. I think it's going to be another sort of dual percent game. So for that reason, I'm going to say it's going to be probably that one nil. But I also think Paulinho will, will get on the score sheet finally, and it should it will probably be something stupid like the 87th minute or the 89th minute, but we will win. I agree. I agree. All right. That's number 99 in the books. Next podcast will be podcast 100. Guys, and I we didn't want to do... And we have a special go. guest. We do have a special guest. Should we announce it? We can, yes, of course. Oh, it's confirmed? Yes. All right. Next week, join us. We will have Juan Castro with us. Uh, you know, so it's going to be another great podcast as always. Uh, Joel has, is our guy. He's been on the podcast a few times, but you know, he's going to be on again. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be good. This guy's saying topless number 100. Maybe. Topless. Tune in, tune in to find out. I've, I've been hinting about an OnlyFans, uh, Sporting 160 EN account. So you don't want to see my, my hairy nipples. <laughs> You can shave. You can shave for 100. <laughs> I'm going to do that for... I'm going to do that for Jose Costa. I'm going to do it for Jose Costa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you in, uh, next podcast for sure. Quick shout-out to the guys. Foot, oh, Simba, relax, buddy. I don't know if you guys hear him. This guy's whining up a storm. Um, he wants, out- he wants, he wants to go outside. <laughs> he, he does want him to appear. Say hi. Talk. Talk. Hey. Hello. Talk. There you go. Ah, there hey. he, he sneezed. Okay. Relax. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Our boy uh, Rui, real uh, the real Alfred Kensky. Shout out to Paul Costa. Shout out to our boy down under Jose Costa, George, uh, Juicebox Leal, Garrick Philip, all the way from Poland, uh, Lauren Jenks from the UK, Marco to uh, Richard Neves from not too far from where I'm from, Paul Pont. Uh, who else am I missing here? Uh, George Perigoso, uh, my boy George, Revolt 048, Andre Marques. Uh, who else am I missing here? I think that's about everybody. Giuseppe Pimenta, that's also who I wanted to shout out. Thank you for New joining York's us. Was New York's finest was also here. No, Staten Island's finest. He's being actually, he was nice to us this week. He's, he's New York's finest. He's, he's back to being New York's finest. Gary uh, shout out to him. Shout out to everybody in the comments on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore EN. On Instagram on, and Facebook, Sporting160 EN. Um, uh, Spreadshirt, Sporting160 EN. 
Uh, like we said, uh, episode 100 is going to be topless, so OnlyFans, Party 160 AN. Um, <laughs> another great one, boys. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Uh, oh, and subscribe and, on YouTube if you haven't subscribed. And subscribe on YouTube. Yes, forgot. Spartan 160 um, hey, so and And so far, 537. So it's a good number. Yeah. Yes. And me and Sam just checked the Brun Carvalho numbers. We're 3.4K. I don't see why there's no other excuse to have this one at 3.4K. I don't know. No, it's more. <laughs> it's, it's actually. More. Three, yeah, it's actually. Oh, yeah, more. with the clips. Yeah, with the clips. One of the clips, which is. Uh, about Ruben Amorim, that alone has 400 views. So, so it's like over 4K. Yeah. So good job to all of you because you nice. guys, uh, you, you pulled it off. So, yeah. To all of us and to our boy Brun, of course. <laughs> but I had a uh, feeling if, you, if we could top list the next podcast, we're going to have a lot of views. <laughs> a million. A million views at least. I think we might get at it. At least. Soon. You haven't seen my chest yet. What do you mean canceled? This thing's sculptured, bro. I'm, I might invite my cousin. She's good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, it's been real. Uh, that's 99 in the in the books and um, 10 points clear, baby. We've all sparting. Leave it.